Welcome to this episode of Planting Seeds. I'm Keith Jones, the preaching minister of Calera Church of Christ, and I've prepared a short message from Scripture that's intended to be the planting of a seed that, if cultivated, will in time produce fruit in the lives of the listeners. Now, let's get started. Shine upon you and be gracious and give you peace. In this episode, we'll continue our study of the book of Romans, looking at Romans chapter 5. If you have a Bible, follow along while I read. Therefore, since we've been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into his grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. For while we were still weak, At the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one might dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since, therefore, we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned, For sin indeed was in the world before the law was given, but sin is not counted where there is no law. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam, who was a type of the one who was to come. But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if many died through one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the free gift of grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. And the free gift is not like the result of that one man's sin. For the judgment following one trespass brought condemnation, but the free gift following many trespasses brought justification. For if, because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as one trespass led to condemnation for all men, so one act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all men. For as by the one man's disobedience the many were made sinners. So by one man's obedience, the many will be made righteous. Now the law came in to increase the trespass, but where sin is increased, grace abounded all the more, so that as sin reigned in death, grace also might reign through righteousness, leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Over the last several episodes, as we've looked at Paul's letter to the Romans, we've seen him say that the resurrection 
was the most powerful evidence that God had the power to redeem us. And then all of us are in need of that power to be rescued. This rescue is necessary because there's a day coming when everyone will be judged. And no one group of people will have any kind of benefit because everyone is going to be judged on the same basis because everyone bears guilt for sin. So he tells his readers that everyone who is justified will be justified by faith. So in this episode, we'll look at being justified. Paul starts out in this very first verse, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God. In various places in Paul's writings, he calls us enemies of God or being guilty of fighting with God because we wouldn't submit to his will, but rather continue to do what we wanted. But here Paul lets us know that those who are justified by faith are no longer enemies of God. They actually have peace with him. There's no tension. There's no fighting. There is a full surrender to him. Once we stop fighting with God, we can work with him to accomplish his purposes, experience all the blessings that he has promised will come from that, and continue to see his righteousness. That will in turn build greater faith in us and draw us nearer to him, cause us to cling more tightly to him. And this peace is not available without being justified by our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul also mentions that when we're justified, we rejoice. He mentions three things in which we rejoice. Uh, First is hope. In verse 2, he says, through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Paul says when we are justified because we've obtained access by faith into grace, we have reason to rejoice. We have reason to celebrate in hope or in eager anticipation of the coming praise or glory that we'll receive from God. And then in the next verse, Paul says that we'll also rejoice in troubles. He says not only that, but we rejoice in our suffering, knowing that our suffering produces endurance. He goes on to say that that endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope doesn't put us to shame. Or another translation says, hope does not disappoint us because God's love is being poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that's been given to us. When we're justified, we even rejoice in our troubles because we know that God will work in those to build in us an endurance and a character and a hope that will keep us from being put to shame, that will not disappoint us, that will cause us to experience God's love through his Holy Spirit. Paul also says that we will rejoice in reconciliation with God. Verse 11 says, more than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Sin separated mankind from God. The thing that needed to be dealt with to bring them back into the relationship that God always intended was dealing with sin. Jesus dealt with that sin and us trusting his way of dealing with it, falling in line with him and his teaching, modeling his life and his example, tapping into the power that raised him from the dead, gives us reason for rejoicing because we have that relationship that God always wanted, the one that we always needed, whether we knew we needed it or not. 
So being justified by our Lord Jesus gives us reason to rejoice, to rejoice in our hope, our troubles, and being reconciled to God. Paul goes on to say that being justified, we live. He makes a contrast between Adam and Jesus and talks about how through Adam, sin came into the world, which led to condemnation and death. But through Jesus, grace came into the world so that we could have justification in life. If we trust Jesus enough to surrender to him, while it may seem we're giving up everything, what happens is we really live. We live the way that God always intended us to. We make the most of this life. We have life, and we have it to the full. Seeing this contrast, we should ask ourselves, what is the guiding force in my life? In verse 21, Paul wrote, Sin reigned in death. Grace also might reign through righteousness, leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Paul says that sin reigns in those who are dead. If the guiding force in my life causes me to make decisions contrary to the will of God, and that's reigning over me, I'm as good as dead. But if I understand the favor God has done for me through Jesus, if I accept that gift, if I'm willing to fully submit and surrender to him, that grace living in me will cause me to live forever. Do I surrender to sin and my own selfish desires, or do I surrender to God through Jesus? The choice is life and death. And Paul says if we are justified, we live. Paul also lets us know that those who have been justified will be rescued or be saved. In verse 9, he says, Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. I think sometimes when we read verses like this, we're a little unsettled. When we think about the wrath of God, God getting us back or being angry and punishing us, we're not sure what to do with that. We read so much in Scripture of God being a loving God and wanting us to love everyone, including our enemies, and we have a hard time reconciling the two. Part of that may be because we've placed on this idea of the wrath of God more than it's intended to carry. While this word comes from a sense of great passion, that passion can be stirred by anger or frustration, sadness, or grief. What Paul's letting us know is that God is very passionate about his humanity, and he realizes at some point he is going to have to separate those who have submitted to him and are eager to spend eternity with him from those who have no desire for that. And it's painful to him, and it hurts him, but he has to do it. He has to finally let go those who don't want to be with him. He has to do this so that he can protect what is right or righteous or those who have been justified. He has to separate out that evil from them because that's the right thing to do. He wants to set things right. The wrath of God is just God's passion for humanity and his understanding that he's going to have to make hard decisions to set things right. There are probably some who do anger him and others who grieve him desperately. But the ones who are rescued from that eternal separation are those who have been justified. Thank you for listening. You can find more of these messages on our website, 
org, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Twitter.